Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. Thurgood Brooks is a Rock Island native, community organizer, athletics coach, but maybe best known as a co-founder of the group The Resolution, which was created to support police reforms in the city. He's challenging incumbent Mayor Mike Tomes. We talked with both candidates about the top issues for two different podcasts. This podcast features mayoral candidate Thurgood Brooks. So Thurgood Brooks, what are your priorities for 2021? Because 2020 was a tough year in Rock Island and every city. What do you want to see in 2021? Uh, I want to start. I want to see us start working toward actual items that affect all Rock Islanders and ones that they know about. And so I do have a 100-day plan, Jim. It's on my website. It's on my social media. Uh, and, and the start of my 100-day plan, I really want to work with the city council uh, to remove the sale of water off, off our agenda. Uh, that's number one. I believe it's irresponsible for public servants to uh, give some of the, the release, the, the, the uh, responsibilities of providing services to a for-profit company that, that will ultimately leave most Rock Islanders, and I believe all Rock Islanders, uh, out, of, out of the loop again and potentially paying more for a service that, uh, that we all need. Uh, and I, I'll continue with that as well. Uh, we got to bring some inclusion to, to the City Hall. Uh, too many Rock Island I spoke to, whether it's door knocking, uh, from meet and greets, they don't understand what's going on down there. And in fact, if you visit our website, uh, the city website, uh, it's not tr- not transparent. It does it's not telling what's going on and why we're doing certain things. And Rock Islanders need to know because we're smart enough and we're engaged enough or prideful enough behind Rock Island that when we understand what's really going on, I believe in my team, my twin person team behind our campaign shows that when Rock Islanders know what's going on, they're willing to invest their time and energies. To, to ensure that we are moving forward in one common goal. And so uh, I want to bring some uh, transparency and some inclusion um, beyond the, the water. I want to create a mural uh, advisory board that will rotate and have, have citizens from uh, all wards of Rock Island. I want to work with a, have form a, a community relations uh, commission. Um, and I also want to build partnerships with our trades and our school district. We don't have a partnership with our school district currently, Jim. And that's an essential uh, element to us getting out of this COVID because we're going to need to tap into what we have here at home already to lean on them, and they'll need to lean on us to get us out. We're not going to do this alone. And so the partnership that I look forward to building with our unions, our schools, our, and our, our, our small businesses, and seeking more uh, than the traditional partners <laughs> that have been sought out is going to be critical, once again, to ensure that we uh, come through this and we reach our potential. You are best known, of course, for uh, being one of the co-creators of a group that's trying to improve uh, police actions in Rock Island. Do you think you've been successful in that area, and, and, and how does that help you if you become mayor? I, I do think we have some success already with that. Uh, we have some success working with our state legislators. Uh, even some of our, our legislators at the city level at least 
uh, especially Moline. Um, we, we, we had a suspend talks with Rock Island back in September uh, due to the current mayor and the leadership there, uh, the city manager, not willing to pursue uh, actual items until we got, were on the front page of the paper is when they circle back to us to, to begin to at least look at and say that they want to work toward the very things we said we knew we can work with them on months before I was on the front page of that paper. And so uh, I look forward to working with all citizens, um, which I don't believe is going is happening currently, and uh, moving forward uh, behind police reform because ultimately, Jim, I'm going to be very clear here. I'm not anti-police. <laughs> I'm not a defunded police camp. Uh, I have family members who are police officers. So the, the, the idea or notion that I want to create a space where they are unsafe is uh, insulting to me, to be quite frank. Um, what I would look forward to doing is bridging the gap because I have my own lived experiences that are not uh, uh, friendly, so to speak, with policing, but also have others. And so I want to bridge the gap between my community and the policing to start building trust. And that's why that commission I want to build, the community commission is going to be so vital, as well as looking to uh, work with police officers in their training to uh, do more community work, not volunteer, and it won't be overtime hours, community work within the training hours to get to know the community, whether it's coaching a little league team or teaching on the piano. We're going to ensure that the, the Rock Islanders know the police officers, the police officers know, know the Rock Islanders the best way they can, and that's how we're going to have reform uh, by really getting to know the people who which we're policing and working with. One of the areas that I'm sure that you're most interested in is the district, the downtown area. Uh, the, there's need for revitalization. Do you think it's got a bad reputation as far as crime or safety is concerned? I do. I do. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it goes along with Rock Island. We don't tell our story. Um, I've been very clear in my campaign all along. Uh, we need to brag about Rock Island. I think there's a lot to brag about. And our current administration doesn't do that. Uh, you can look at our website <laughs> again. You can look at uh, over the past three, early four years, and even before that. We're not uh, tapping into and telling the story of Rock Island. Um, if, if it weren't for uh, myself and my campaign, uh, we, we, you would not know that Rock Island High School has the most national honor scholars to come through Rock Island High School or Rock Island School District in the Quad Cities. You wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know about uh, the businesses that we do have here and how well they work with Rock Islanders, uh, whether it's community uh, pro uh, projects or whatever it may be. Um, we have a lot of greatness that lies here. But too often times in, in all the mediums or media formats, Rock Island gets a bad rep. And I believe it's because we're not tapping to our greatest asset, which is our diversity. And we're allowing other people to tell the story of our diversity. And, they, and oftentimes that diversity is seen as uh, a way in which people would like to say, don't go over there. And so we're going to flip that script and we're going to embrace our diversity and we're going to tell our story. And, to, and people will begin to travel to Rock Island and come through Rock Island because we, we will be uh, known as a place and a spot where uh, diversity is welcome. And if you notice, Jim, people travel <laughs> uh, and they spend monies in places where there's diverse uh, cultures and things to do. So we're going to embrace that here at Rock Island to make sure that our economic uh, development is uh, in full attack. Economic development as well as retail development, uh, because uh, you look over at Moline and you see a whole lot of retail taxes coming in from, you know, the mall and, and big box stores and everything that's being developed there. How do you hope Rock Island can improve its retail uh, business? Well, we don't have any anchors here, Jim. Uh, we have to get an anchor. Um, we, we have a look at Eleventh Street and the debacle of, of the quote-unquote Walmart. We have ample space there. 
But what is our current leadership doing to actively engage and pursue uh, what we can, what, what, what could be done there? From everything we've gathered from meeting with our city manager who's currently there, uh, and even meet with the leadership uh, that's currently there, their form of uh, actively engaging in, in economic development seems to be accepting phone calls. Uh, and I would argue that's not actively engaging in development. We're going to actually pursue more partners. And what I believe we can do, Jim, is work toward uh, a sports complex center, a state of arc one in that area. And what that would do, Jim, that will start, you start to see what I believe more small business pop up. You see another Pee Wee. Uh, you see another Igor's. You see another Miss Vermont. And you see another Theo's or Wake Coffee because we have an anchor and traffic flow for people to go to. We also can look into with our partnerships, uh, working toward a trade school, which will mean people have to come here and convene here. And, and then when they're in this schooling or they're doing this or whatever they're doing there, they got to they eat <laughs> and they may need a shop. And so now we'll see more things grow because something is there to draw the, the, the traffic and the attention of people. It seems like the key to your administration would be more inclusivity, more inclusivity, I should say, getting more people involved. H how would you do that? How would you go about doing that? My record is for itself, Jim. Uh, and in fact, uh, this is a stark difference between myself and my camp, my, my opponent. Uh, an example being there's, there's about 26 boards and commissions in Rock Island uh, City. The mayor had direct influence over who is appointed to those, uh, those, in those commissions, and the city council approves. Uh, Rock Island has about 30% uh, of minorities, right? And that's people of color and women, right? But roughly... Uh, I, I believe it's roughly 9% or 12% of my, uh, minorities make up these boards and commissions. Okay, and a lot of decisions are made. A lot of monies are given out. A lot of opportunities are given out uh, through, through all these commissions. So I look forward to engaging more people beyond the no. It seems like, Jim, you have to know to know, and that's wrong. We need to provide access to people who do not, may not know but uh, are willing to understand and willing to work and want to grow give them access and ability to understand the, what we have and what we're pursuing so that way the same people are not uh, getting reaping the benefits of the tax base and the, and the incentives that all like I understand should be involved in. And so, uh, like I said, as, as a coach, Jim, as me working, working as a family advocate, as me being uh, having, two, having formed two community uh, organizations which are founded upon uh, diversity and having hundreds of volunteers under, under my leadership, on, on, on an annual and, and, and whatever basis we're doing as far as our organization, uh, it speaks to my ability to be diverse, as well as, Jim, I might add, my, my team. I have a 21-person team behind this campaign, Rock Islanders. They're, they're, they're uh, very diverse from age, sex, race, ideologies, professions, from correctional offers to pastors to everything you can name, Jim. I did my best to include all of Rock Island the best I could, so that way um, the perspective and the vision, because we're the only one with the vision, is inclusive and it's one that will help us grow. One of the big issues right now involves the uh, city water system, which is uh, municipally owned. The uh, council looking at perhaps uh, Illinois American Water Company uh, taking over. It's not a signed deal, but they're just looking to find out if private ownership is better. What's your opinion about private ownership? Not necessarily this deal, but just the idea of uh, Rock Island not being in the water business anymore. I think it's irresponsible of our leadership and our mayor currently uh, to even investigate it. Investigate means uh, you're looking at. Um, and so it's, uh, I, I believe it's uh, an oxymoron 
if I make my my I say, Jim, uh, for you to say you're you're, you're investigating, but you're against. Uh, we got to be clear. I'm against the sale of water, and because, uh, as I said before, it's a service, and if we're not going to be providing that service to people, we run the risk of a for-profit company who's in the business of making money, and that's okay. That's America. We have business who make money, and that and that's their prerogative, and that's what makes us great. But there's no need for a natural resource such as water. Everybody needs water. <laughs> Everybody who bleeds red needs water. And if we're going to be uh, not uh, lack creativity and a boldness to really understand what other options we have there and, and just simply say, well, let's pursue selling our water, uh, what else are we going to do? It seems like when things get tough for my opponent, we, we look to sell. Rock Island, mayoral candidate Thurgood Brooks. Early voting is going on right now throughout Rock Island County for all the major offices with contested races in the April 6th general election. So make sure that you get out and vote. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.